You're listening to Packers Blitz with my co-host Andy, the podcast done by two diehard Packer fans who survived Packer football of the 80s and live to talk about it. This podcast is dedicated to the greatest fans, Packer fans. <laughs> I really laughed at that one, but that's okay. Because <laughs> I think we need a little bit of laughter after the Detroit game. So thanks for listening. Uh, oh, geez, I almost forgot, Andy. This is episode 10. It is awesome. (laughs) Episode 10, buddy. Yeah, double digits. There we go. So just really quickly, I want to thank all the people who have been listening. I know a lot of friends and family have been listening. Thank you so much. But I know there's fans out there from different parts of the world, uh, from different parts of the United States, like California, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Canada, Andy, kind of pissed them off way to go (laughs) just kidding yeah you're welcome (laughs) uh and we got michigan who just came in and guess what minnesota we have some people listening from minnesota viking fans Mm. look let's be honest you don't like us and we don't like you but we respect each other right andy yeah we do (laughs) Justin Jefferson is a hell of a player. He, you know, we we Packers would love to have him. Any team would love to have him. So respect. Uh, you're gonna get boat raced <laughs> in the divisional game, but that's just our opinion, or I should say my opinion. But here's something else that I just found out. Andy, you ready for this? The I'm Netherlands, ready. the Netherlands, they're listening to us. <laughs> so wow. i love it it's love awesome it. so let's get a little bit serious here for a sec um damar hamlin uh he's getting better now which is so awesome uh we we know as football fans whether you're packer fans or you know whoever you root for it's a football is a brutal brutal beautiful game but it's also beautiful when people come together and and wish this young man all the best i mean here at packers blitz we hope damar has a great recovery and a long life so andy what else would you like to talk about that because it, it was it was really shocking to see that right it was it was um yeah so well well said john well said um i along with millions of nfl football fans were just just shocked to see that uh it was yeah. a scary scary night uh, i'm glad and relieved that he has been released from the hospital yeah. and returned home to to buffalo i thought Absolutely. that the cincinnati Bengals fans were classy very I thought classy. that uh, bi- the the Bills and Bengals organizations uh, handled the situation with grace and dignity. Yeah. Uh, sure the did. NFL did the right thing. The yeah. NFL did not resume the game and ended yep. up canceling it. Sure. The whole nation and the NFL football community came together to support DeMar Hamlin and his family in their time of need. That was extremely, extremely uh, positive and and up, very uplifting. 
the game of football is, is just a game, John, as, as you and I, as yeah. you and I know, and, and life, family, brotherhood, uh, are all those things, all those, it, it's just more important. And I think that, uh, yeah. we all hope that DeMar fully recovers soon. And so Absolutely. I just want to say, you know, uh, very well so said, John, and, and hello, and uh, welcome everybody to uh, welcome Packers Nation to Packers Blitz. So, first, before we start, this podcast was designed to have fun and done by two guys, like I said, who survived the 80s, who saw the worst football of Packers. Um, Kind of saw that a little bit, actually a lot of bit <laughs> on Sunday. So first of all, I want to start out with some real interesting news that just came across this afternoon. Um, and I'm not sure if it's good or not. Andy and I uh, kind of were talking about this before the show. So if you saw Aaron Rodgers' press conference, he was like, I need a little time, you know, and he kind of went around and around. He's like, well, the carousel stops. You got to get off. But, but I think we have talent. And you're like, well, what? what? <laughs> so you come and you going. So I thought, j just like Andy, we both thought that Aaron Rodgers would go away for a couple weeks, kind of hold us hostage, maybe go away for a month like he did the other time and he was with some movie stars and they're showing pictures from Hawaii or Cabo or wherever they were having fun and drinking and all that good stuff. But today and tomorrow, Aaron Rodgers is meeting with LaFleur, Goody and some of the, and Mark Murphy and some other people. So <clears throat> this is just me to speculate. I think Aaron Rodgers understands that he can hold us hostage, which is a good thing. And again, I'm an Aaron Rodgers guy. So, you know, I understand how people can be critical of him. And we'll go on that through some of the news and notes, uh, too, and some of the game review. And uh, by the way, my good buddy Andy has some venting to do, which is all good for us. That's why we did this podcast. But I, I think... Andy, what do you think? You think that's good that they're trying to get it out of the way, whether he comes back or he doesn't? Uh, what is your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's kind of the timing is is just kind of uh, it's a little bit uh, weird. Uh, I don't know what else to say. Uh, that you know, it just uh, just doesn't seem um, to be a, a logical time. You would think after we had just lost on on sunday of course that um you know give aaron maybe a little bit of time just to collect his thoughts or whatnot but i guess i guess that's not happening so um no. they feel it's important to communicate and to hash it out and talk it out uh, right away and they don't want to wait i i think it's probably a good thing from the standpoint it's not gonna uh, get into the media um, as far as, uh, you know, the media is not going to become the, you know, the center of attention where the media is talking about this and that and speculating, coming up with all these rumors and, uh, maybe a united front by the Packers organization and Aaron Rodgers will maybe be a good thing if they can both come up with a statement or something to, um, give the media something 
and then maybe they can move on for you know a few months or a few weeks or whatever it takes um or it may be something totally different that you and i don't want to even speculate on um who knows no what it could be but, but it, um yeah you know but it's it, just kind of it's kind of that wound that festers you know John. <laughs> and the thing is yeah. uh when when the media gets any inkling that there might be something going on behind the scenes and then they yeah. start doing this Herb. he said yeah he said she said what he you know he said he said or whatever um it just <laughs> you don't want that right. either so um, no you don't want that either um so moving on uh, we do have something positive to mention. Uh, so Troy Vincent, Universal former uh, Badger, uh, yeah, tell yep. about that. Some good news about him. Yeah, Troy Vincent, an awesome cornerback at the University of Wisconsin from the late uh, 1980s and early 1990s, was named part of the 2023 College Football Hall of Fame class. And yes, Packer fans and fans out there all over the world, I did say Wisconsin the correct way. <laughs> it's Wisconsin, <laughs> not Wisconsin. Uh, yes, so Wisconsin. yeah, sorry. I'm getting off, off a little bit. Yeah, when I said it, I was like, I I'm listening to myself and I'm like, <laughs> hopefully I pronounced that correctly. Uh, he's uh, Troy Vincent is, is significant to Packers fans because the Packers could have selected him with the fifth pick <laughs> in the first round of yes, the 1992 draft. Instead, the Packers selected one of John's favorite Packers players, Woo! cornerback Terrell Buckley. <laughs> and the Miami Dolphins selected Troy Vincent with the seventh pick. Let's just say that the rest is history. Uh, mm -hmm. Troy went on to have a stellar 14-year NFL career that is worthy of the NFL Pro Football Hall of Fame. And mm -hmm. Terrell Buckley did not. No, he did not. Terrell did play 13 years in the NFL somehow. He did. And only three long years for the green and gold. So, uh, John, uh, what was your nickname for Terrell Buckley and why? Uh, T. Suckley. Because <laughs> he couldn't cover anybody. And, yeah, that was – and and really, he started out good. If you guys remember, because I'm a big history guy, if you remember – he did return a punt or a touchdown, and he was doing like a Deion Sanders thing when he scored. Other than that, yeah, <laughs> he got burned uh, quite a bit and really cost us quite a bit of pain watching him getting lit up every day. So, yeah, plus yeah. he was a he was a small <laughs> cover corner, and Troy Vincent was was a man's man. He was a yeah, big physical corner, guy. big physical yeah. corner, and um, you know, I just thought uh, a better individual uh, too than Terrell was. Uh, Terrell I'd like to um, talk a lot, so yes, I just thought um, Troy Vincent was a really good fit for Wisconsin huh? and for the Packers, and I couldn't believe yeah. that we picked. Uh, yeah. Terrell Buckley when he was still on the board. So, but I just figured I'd bring that up. But congratulations and, to uh, yeah. to him, to Troy Vincent. Yes, congratulations. Uh, so before we we get to the not so good Packers news of a Packers defeat at the hands of the Detroit Lions, 
uh, and that was a real gut punch. Uh, mm. I wanted to to mention the NFC playoff picture quickly. The Packers, of course, yeah. did not did not make the playoffs. Uh, with the loss, the Packers let no! the Seahawks make the playoffs. That's another gut punch. Uh, John and I hate. Punch. <laughs> I repeat, I hate Pete Carroll and oh, the Seahawks. They are not beating the 49ers on Saturday, not by the way. Um, I would expect them to get beat by at least two to three touchdowns. Uh, the oddsmakers right now are picking the 40, 49ers to win by 10. Uh, so beside, beside the Tampa Bay-Dallas uh, game, it may be the most unwatchable game in the wildcard mm -hmm. round thanks to Pete Carroll's antiquated and vanilla offensive game yeah. plans. Uh, we yeah. hate you, Pete Carroll. We hate you, <laughs> Tom Brady, since we mentioned Tampa Bay before. i uh, just like to say that. Um, so uh, please lose to the Cowboys, Tom Brady, uh, so that yes. I do not have to watch you deliver a pass under two seconds and within five yards of the line five of scrimmage yards. again. Boring. Boring. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, John, mean, we're on to our game review. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're on to our game review. Just really quick, one thing I want to say, how in the hell does an 8-9 and nine team get in the playoffs? We need to stop that. We need to have teams that are above 500 in the playoffs. Enough said, <laughs> because that's something I know the NFL is looking at, probably not going to do anything about it in the near future. So let's move on to game review, okay? Okay. So, why does this keep happening? <laughs> right, Andy? Yeah. And here's, the, here's the thing. Again, Aaron Rodgers is my guy. I've said that a million times on this podcast. But I want to share with you some interesting, disturbing trends regarding Rodgers. One thing, too, is when I get – I'll get to this here in a second. But – the other thing about LaFleur, doesn't he remind you of McCarthy Packer fans and Andy? <laughs> what do we do when McCarthy was in the 2014 NFC Championship game? I know I'm bringing up worse things. What mm -hmm. happened? We could not finish. We could not uh, do anything to just ram it down their throats and just say, enough's enough. That game was ours. So just LaFleur and McCarthy, they went to the same score or played the same playbook is we allow teams to stick around. We don't do anything to make the right play calling. And either we wind up winning the game barely or losing by a couple points or losing in, uh, you know, overtime. So here's the thing. <laughs> You're a Detroit player, right? And you just learned you have nothing to play for. You're out, right? They're, they're not going to go to the playoffs. And I heard a Detroit player say, I don't know which one, but on one of the broadcast net networks, this is the difference. The, I, I, and I can't believe this. But Detroit players basically said this. If you can't go, if we can't go to the playoffs, neither can you. And we're going to stop you. 
So the Lions played like a bully, right, on the playground. And you know how bully, you've ever been bullied, and, you know, they won't let you go, and you're trying to struggle and get away no matter how hard you try to escape. You, you just can't get away? Hey, that's the way the Lions were treating us. Uh, their corners were all over our receivers. Their linebackers were making plays. Uh, Keyson Nixon, who was just blowing things up, barely got, what, 10, 12 yards uh, return. I mean, the whole team played uh, just out of their mind with nothing, and I repeat, nothing to play for. And one thing, though, I want to make sure people understand moving forward. Detroit is no baby lion anymore. They are full-grown lion, okay? They have the sixth and the 18th pick in this year's 2023 draft, okay? Plus their other picks. So they can go out and get corners. They can go out and get a team. That's going to be really dangerous. So, I mean, just that really quick. You know, I think is really interesting to talk about, Andy. But before that, before we get to you, um, this is something I found uh, online from, uh, I believe, Pro Football Focus again. So this is Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, and I can't believe this. Aaron Rodgers' fourth quarter over the past three games, and all three games were at home, okay? 2021. Divisional game versus San Francisco, fourth quarter, four for 11, 54 yards with a passer rating of 52.8, zero TDs, zero interceptions. Week 18 versus Detroit, four for seven, 17 yards, zero TDs, zero interceptions, 62.2 passer rating. So this combined, okay, uh, this, he was, um, oh, I forgot one. Let me go back here. I'm just really quickly here. So one of the things, uh, excuse me, in the fourth quarter, he was two for six, 12 yards, zero TDs, one interception, um, and 2.8% uh, passer rating in the Detroit game. In the divisional game against San Francisco, he was uh, 4 for 11, 54 yards, like I said, 52.8. So if you put this all together, what he's done in all three games at home is he's 10 for 24, 83 yards, zero TDs, one interception, a 33.9 passer rating. I'm like, that's awful for a Hall of Fame quarterback. That's just unbelievable so even without the stats you can see that in the fourth quarter Aaron Rodgers is no longer Aaron Rodgers he's not going to be that guy and so you don't think someone on the Packers staff doesn't have these numbers and kind of go okay this is what we got to do we got to run we got to you know do something uh a little bit more creative we got to you right no, <laughs> they sit there and let Aaron Rodgers completely melt down and continue to have these terrible numbers. So 
with me, one thing when I was watching the game was you, you can't let your Hall of Fame quarterback try to take over a game when he can't take over a game anymore, you know? And you can say, well, again, everybody brings up Tom Brady. Oh, he gets him down the field, Dinkin and Duncan. Okay, so why aren't we doing that? I don't know. The Detroit, Detroit Lions in the fourth quarter was running plays that you're like, why are you running that play? They were running a hook and ladder. <laughs> a hook and ladder. We would never do that, right? That's creative, right? Also, they ran that play on fourth and two to seal the game where the, the receiver just ran out, boom, threw it to him, five-yard gain, win the game, over. We don't do that. Aaron Rodgers drops back. Nobody's open. <laughs> he throws it into double coverage or he throws it over somebody's head. And you're like, why aren't you taking Aaron Rodgers and being like, okay, let's go from the Tom Brady playbook and let's just dump it off to the, uh, you know, the running back. And I just, that's the part that really, really got me that they know these numbers and they know that they're not good. Why are you continuing to do this? So anyway, I'm going to let Andy talk about this uh, in a little more depth. So Andy, you want to take it off here and tell about yeah, your that, game? That was you. awesome, John. Very enlightening. Yeah. Very enlightening. Brutal. Yeah. Brutal stats. Brutal. Brutal. Yeah. So, uh, so football fans, uh, Packer fans, uh, John, just want to read this uh, anonymous quote. Uh, and this, these are not my words. Uh, so what I want you to do is to think of who might be saying this. I know I'm saying it, but um, right. it's, it's, uh, it's uh, an athlete. Um, and uh, I think he kind of, this kind of is very interesting what he says. Sorry, I said he, so I gave part of it away. Well, I'm guessing it's a he. Okay, so here it is. I think that at the start of a game, you're always playing to win. And then maybe if you're ahead late in the game, you're starting to start playing not to lose. The true competitors, though, are the ones who always play to win. So, John, uh, any guess who is quoted saying that? I'm going to say Dan Campbell, Coach Alonso. Yeah, that would be a very good guess. It, it was actually Tom Brady. Oh, and, um, of course it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the reason I, I brought it up because I was thinking of – the I was trying to think of the quote. And I was making some notes, and if you hear me turning pages right now, I was like, you know, play to, play to lose, play to win. You know, I was like – I couldn't remember what the quote was. Right, sure. And um, so I found this one, and it really does kind of go back to what you were saying. Uh, all the troubles that Rodgers is having in the, in the fourth quarter, what yeah. the troubles were of the Packers. They were like playing – they weren't playing to win. No, <laughs> they were no, afraid they basically to lose the game. So they're trying to do everything not to lose it. So right. again, and we're talking about, again, he's talking about true competitors are the ones who always play to win. So again, that says a lot about, I think Aaron Rodgers maybe, and a little bit about our team. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about a little bit about this later on. And uh, some of the things maybe we can do, uh, in the future, um, as an organization, uh, you know, to maybe correct some of this, but 
Um, that's kind of a, a telling quote, isn't it, John? Yes, it is. Very telling. So, John, listening to what uh, you said reminds me of what we talked about, uh, about the lack of killer instinct that Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers have exhibited lately. Yeah. Um, I guess the Lions had it on Sunday. Right. They did. You could say that the Lions were the hunters and the Packers were their prey. Absolutely. That leads me to my story about some of the comments that were made back in week nine by a four-time NFL MVP and future Hall of Fame quarterback. After <laughs> our 15-9 loss to the Lions, Aaron Rodgers said something to the effect that you cannot lose to a team like this. Well, Aaron, <laughs> you cannot say that about any team in the NFL and get away with it. Right. Sometimes your words come back to bite you, to haunt yeah. you. Any team can beat any other team on any any given Sunday. Your words were bulletin board material for Detroit and motivated them to kick your butt. If you are going to speak those words, then back them up with by playing uh, the best game of your career and making the Lions look bad. Yeah. Packers fans know that you did not. Aaron, you set us up to fail. So um, I did want to speak a little bit about the game. And, uh, you know, hats off to the Lions, whatever cliche you want to use. They, yeah. they did a great job. And they, yeah, they, they played a clean game. Uh, they sure didn't did. have any turnovers. Uh, John and I talked in the last podcast about, you know, you have to pressure Goff try to get him to make a mistake, uh, yeah. interception, fumble, whatever. We didn't put enough pressure on him, just to let you no. know. And uh, basically, uh, you know, kudos to the Lions. They played a clean, uh, clean game. Um, their red zone efficient efficiency was, was awesome. Ours was not. <laughs> so they yeah. were able to score touchdowns in the red zone. And uh, so great job there. Uh, there was fantastic coaching on, on defense. Uh, the defensive coach uh, pressured Rodgers when, when he had to, uh, when it most mattered, and got to him and frustrated him. And then on uh, the offensive uh, coach, the offensive coordinator, his play calling was totally awesome. And his name, I believe, huh? is Ben Johnson. He's up for at least three coaching positions right now and probably yes, more. So yes, kudos to, I mean, great job. And then the head coach, Dan Campbell, again, motivating his team to come in and say, yeah, we are going to take it to the Packers. We're going to show them that we are a, a very good team and we're going to beat their, their butts. So yeah. um, great job to him having his team ready to play. Unlike uh, the Packers and <laughs> the Packers coach, but we'll get into that later. Uh, yeah. So the Packers had had a couple turnovers. It could have been more because there was another uh, uh, Rodgers interception that ca yeah, called yeah. back because of a right. penalty or whatever. Uh, so mm. that we had one interception and we had one fumble, but they were key uh, plays, key turnovers at yeah, the worst what, possible times. And what's times. with Aaron Jones lately? I mean, yeah. in, the, in, the, in the NFC Championship game in Tampa Bay, boom, costly fumble. In this game, costly fumble. I mean, I get it. You get smacked, but 
Come on, man. Yep. You, you you know that's coming. These guys were hitting you all damn game. So yeah. like, and, and I wasn't gonna say know. anything, John, because we don't want this to be two hours. But <laughs> right, yeah. Well, I got but you. uh, you know, Aaron Jones. There's a good chance he's not gonna be with us next yeah, year because not. in the biggest games, he has just cost us dearly with yeah. his fumbling issues, and you cannot have that in those type yeah. of games. Um, a big yeah. momentum swings. We'll get into that a little bit later. Um, that's if we want to, <laughs> but, uh, so again, the Packers are the worst in the league in goal to goal, uh, Ugh. situations. And I think their percentage, I want to say is like 55%, which is actually the worst in the league. Yeah. Um, so, and we could not punch the ball in when we needed to. No. So I don't no. know what the deal is there. I don't even want to speculate, but that was, you know, right. again, another reason yeah. that we lost. The Packers mm -hmm. weren't able to punch it in. And the Lions were. Uh, yeah. Jamal Williams, great job by him. Scored a couple touchdowns. Uh, former Packer. <laughs> so, you know. Um, and then poor, poor coaching decisions. Mm -hmm. And we'll get into this later on. Yeah. I mean, so, they were out. They were out right in. Yeah, let's go right into your venting. <laughs> because this is kind of tied together. Okay. You have, you're venting for Packer Nation. Andy, take it away. Yeah, is this the off the rails section that we're gonna do? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So let's do off I the rails. This is yeah, I was hoping for you, almost. A, you know, we, John, we try to stay positive on this podcast, but man, yes, this is do. sometimes it's just really, really tough after <laughs> after that That's after a tough witnessing one. Yeah. the last game. So mm -hmm. anyway, according yeah, to Packers Wire segment in USA Today.com, it mentioned a few plays that doomed. I'll repeat that doomed yeah. the Packers during their season ending loss to the Lions 20 to 16. So there was one play involving a very bad coaching decision. That was by LaFleur, by the way. Uh, in the first quarter, the Packers were up three to nothing. It was fourth and one. LaFleur decides to go for it at the Green Bay, our own 32 yeah. yard line. Our 32. Right. I'm just going to yeah. pause. Yeah, you <laughs> 32 need to yard line. You need to punt. Right. The, the Packers inexplicably go for it. Alan mm. Lazard rushed to the left for a one yard loss. Yeah. So basically, this is where I'm going to start the vent. What the hell was LaFleur thinking? I don't and know. what kind of play call was that? And why no not give it to a playmaker like Christian Watson instead of Alan Lazard? Absolutely. By going for it so soon in the game, you're telling the defense that you don't trust them, that you think that they're, yeah. you're going to have to score a lot of points on offense. The yeah. Packers were leading. There was no need to do that. Mm -hmm. Just punt the damn ball, just like right. John just like you had said yeah. before. I couldn't yeah. believe it. I had no idea. I, I thought, I thought, I thought uh, LaFleur became the uh, – the head coach for the Chargers for a second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Staley, you know, go for yeah, it on like the, yeah, their yeah. own 20, 20 oh some yard God. line, like you did in one yeah, of the yeah, games. Yeah. I'm like, mm. that was like a fourth and four, fourth and five. That was even yeah, worse. Yeah, that was, yeah. That, that was, was just, much longer. just stupid. So, so, John, your thoughts quick on that yeah, stupid decision because so, it was stupid. Yeah, so. <laughs> Thanks, it, man. Was. it was stupid. It was. Dumb. Uh, dumb. So, he here's the, here's the, Here's what I'm talking about. McCarthy LaFleur, right? He he just he, here's here's the thing. Okay, he outthinks the room. 
sometimes what I like to say, if it, you know, if it quacks like a duck, if it walks like a duck, you know what I mean? It's a duck. So you just, you know, stop making these crazy plays when you go, oh, wait a minute. I got two running backs, plus I have a quarterback that can sneak it. Um, yeah, that's what I'm going to do, sneak. Oh, no, I'm going to run a power left. Oh, right? What the hell? It's football. Put your damn hand in the ground and kick his ass. I mean, what are we doing? And they run that play, and I'm just like, are you trying to be cute? Is this a, like you trying to get points for cuteness? Or, you know, come on, man. What are we doing, right? So let's go into – I'm going to – um we already yep. talked about the Aaron Jones fumble. So let's Costly. let's kind of yeah. skip around that because we know the Packers could have been up. Maybe, you know. Yep, uh, momentum swing. Another momentum, play right. That was... And they could have scored a touchdown possibly. Yep. Possibly. Or kick a yep. field goal. Here, here's the play I want to go to. So I'm moving ahead here, Andy, for you. Okay. Where the costly drop at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Oh, you so want me to talk do that about one? That to Romeo Dobbs. Talk about that one. Okay, that so, one it's, so it's the uh, beginning of the fourth quarter, right at the beginning. Uh, the Packers retook the lead at 16-13. It was second hmm. and six at the Green Bay 36. The Packers had a chance to go down the field and take control of the game. Aaron Rodgers threw a terrific ball. Terrific down the far sideline to Romeo All Dobbs, but the rookie couldn't haul it in. It was an absolutely unbelievable throw by Aaron. Two plays later, the Packers punted. The Lions then went right down the field on their next possession and scored a TD to take the lead 20 yeah. to 16. You know, Rome Romeo should have made the catch. Uh, the defender was yeah. close, but not so close that he couldn't have made the catch. I don't it know. It didn't even look like he saw the ball or no, he did. the ball was just all of a sudden, wee, you know, it just flings right <laughs> past him. And it's like, wh why aren't your hands up? Why aren't you looking yeah, for yeah. the ball? It's right yeah. there. And yeah, yeah. Uh, that's one of those amazing throws again that you saw uh, Devontae Adams make all the time. Yeah. And uh, we just, we missed on it. Yeah. Uh, gosh. Yeah, man, so he makes that play. That might have, yeah, that might have been the turning point uh, in the game right there. Yeah, so. yeah. That so. Let's talk about Quay Walker and the bonehead penalty uh, he had. Yeah, let's talk okay. about that. There were there are a few bonehead penalties. Um, I didn't uh, but write all those down one, or do those, that one but was big. that was yeah. probably the number one. Okay, yeah. so during the same. Uh, fourth quarter scoring drive that the Lions had that we talked about that where they came right down the field and scored uh, their 20th point. Uh, Quay Walker might have committed one of the worst penalties <laughs> in recent Packers history. Uh, oh, Walker, who was ejected man. from a game, remember this Packer fans, a game earlier yep. in, in Buffalo, earlier this season, uh, pushed a member of the Lions medical personnel who was attempting to care for running back DeAndre Swift on the field, especially with everything that happened this past yeah. week. That's not a very good, yeah. smart move anyway. Uh, moving oh, on. So the, so the penalty gave the Lions a new set of downs, yeah. moved the football to the four-yard line, 
and disqualified Walker from the contest, who's like our leading tackler on the season. Mm. You know, so big, big loss. Three plays later, former Packers running back, Jamal Williams, plunged into the end zone. That would end up being the final score, again, of the contest. So um, he also broke Barry Sanders' record. For touchdowns in a season. Yeah, Barry Sanders, my guy, man. I love yeah, that. I know. I figured I'd just bring it up, trying to stay positive. But, you yeah, know, yeah. him being a former yeah. uh, Packers running back, he had over a 1,000 yards this season. So, great job, mm-hmm. Jamal. And, um, yeah, you know, awesome he scored job. a couple of touchdowns in the game, and he scored in the red zone, where for some reason uh, Dylan can't. Uh, and Jones can't, and the rest of the Packers players on offense. Packers you know, can't. Yeah, it's just not those two. It's bad, everybody. Bad blocking, too. Um, yeah. I think they yeah. had that defensive end. His last name, I think, is Butts or something. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that guy made two plays and just uh, – Yeah, he's you know, manhandling. Stopped. Yeah. Okay. Move, moving manhandling on. Jenkins, who's our all-pro guy, that just got a big, fat yes. contract. El- Elton Jenkins, out of the way like twice. Like he threw me out of the way. Right. Ooh. Yeah. So any uh, any deep thoughts on that brain fart that no. he had? And you know, he's in, he's going into the tunnel crying and all that. I don't I don't whatever. <laughs> I mean there's something you know, and no. I get it. I mean, <sighs> I feel sorry for the kid because you know, it's just you just you're in that moment of the game and it's kind of like if you've had like an argument with somebody and then like especially if you're a father so this is for me and andy or you fathers out there is like maybe we get into argument with the wife and then like one of your kids comes up and says hey dad can we go for ice cream or something and you just will snap at him like we're not going for ice cream <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> like when football you just raw you know all the time just ready to go and then some guy comes along and and if you watch the film not this I'm not blaming anybody but he kind of pushed Quay Walker when I don't know maybe he said excuse me and Quay Walker didn't move so he pushed him well you don't push a guy who's 63 and 250 <laughs> he's nothing but yep. muscle you know maybe he should have been like waiting there and maybe the ref yeah sure we can go back and rehash everything but my thing is these are just some of the bigger there were seven different plays I know Andy found um, in this article, but these are just some of the biggest ones. So anyway, in conclusion. <laughs> so, yeah, incredibly. Why don't you talk about what else happened here? Yeah, incredibly kind of stupid penalties. You know, the one by yeah. Walker and one by Rasul Douglas earlier in the game, which we didn't talk about. Um, yeah. costly turnovers, uh, the fumble by again by Aaron Jones and yeah. one Aaron Rodgers interception that could have been, you know, a couple of them, but that is la- his last pass possibly at Lambeau Field at the end of the game and yeah. uh, missed opportunities, uh, provided, uh, you know, it provided the difference between winning and losing. So, sure according did. to Packers Wire again in usatoday.com, uh, the Packers stunning. This is their words. The Packers' stunning season-end defeat played all the hits of a disappointing 2022 season. This harkens me back to our Platteville days, John, with broadcasting or something. Playing the hits yeah. here. Uh, so hey. by the hits, by the hits, author uh, John 
Cruz, I believe it is, or Cruzy, K-R-U-S-E. Okay, sure. That's his name. Um, the author referred to all of the drops, the miscues, the misfires, the penalties, and the missed tackles. So mm. all of that and more cost the Packers yeah. for the postseason. Uh, I did want to say on a positive note, um, you know, the fans showed up. Uh, you know, great job, oh, Packers fans. Um, we were, do, you know, doing our job and supporting the team. It's, yeah. it's just it's just too bad that the Packers are having problems winning games that matter. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, with that, we transition into the first of two. Actually, just the only Packer blitz. We're going to do one, the one topic. Yeah. We, had, we had a lot to talk yeah. about. So we'll take, it, take it away, one. John. We got this topic. <laughs> The topic of the week. Yeah, so thank you for that, uh, Andy. You know, again, we're all disappointed in everything. And like I said, I mean, we're just seeing this all over again. And like we just talked about it and just know that hopefully we can get past this and we can finish games. We can do better. So that leads us into the reasons why the Packers cannot win the big game anymore, right? So one of the things I've shared with the Rogers stats above how well horrible he is in the fourth quarter and uh, you know, with our inconsistent defense, special teams, even though they played better, you know, still they weren't not nearly as good as against uh, Minnesota, you know, and the play calling the, you know, the lack of energy and, and just, it just seems weird to me that we keep coming back to this with LaFleur and whether we want to talk about the 2019 um, San Francisco game where San Francisco is still running on us <laughs> <laughs> to the Tom Brady. Most and the, it is, yeah. And, yeah, and the decision where we're, uh, I think we we're on the eight-yard line and rather than try to punch it in, we kick a field goal. Uh, the defense before in that the NFC Championship game against the Buccaneers, where we go into a mid-zone coverage, and that Scotty, whatever his name is, Miller, Miller <laughs> runs right past us, and they score a touchdown. And again, that comes back to the Tom Brady quote. He could have just laid up and just gone down the field and kicked the field goal. But his thing was, I'm going to get a touchdown. And he did. Why the Packers don't do that, I don't know. And that's, I think, one of the reasons is why we continue to not be able to win the big game anymore. And that, you know, the Super Bowl is different. So let me, let me just really quickly. A big game sure is a Super Bowl. But in the Super Bowl, a lot of things can happen. And there's, there's just, it's so much going on. And, you know, it's just, it's different. Right, it's a Super Bowl. However, we're talking about a divisional playoff game last year, where we can't even punt the ball against San Francisco without them blocking the punt or blocking a field goal. I mean, talking about just things that by that time you should be able to do in your sleep, and whether it's coaching, whether it's um, Rogers not um, in the frame of mind or whatever. 
and it, it, it harkens back to Brett Favre days, right? Where <laughs> I go back to uh, the Vikings, you Minnesota fans listening, you remember that. Uh, I believe it was in 2014, um, 2012, where they lost, no, 20, 2010, where they lost the NFC Championship, 2011, where they lost the NFC Championship game um, to the Saints, I believe that was that year. And I remember the, the, the Vikings not playing very well and Adrian Peterson fumbling the ball and everything. And they're starting to come back. And I turned um, and I was just watching the TV and I just looked at the TV and I said, Barb's going to throw an interception. Here it comes. And immediately after that, <laughs> he threw an interception and lost the game. And it's like, again, Wait a minute. We have Aaron Rodgers. He is the least intercepted quarterback of all time, and he's making Favre mistakes. So I just don't know what to say is the major issue. I just think it's so many, and I don't know if we can fix them in order to get back to the Super Bowl. I hope we can because they are fixable. That's the good thing. You can fix these things. So, Andy, um, why don't you go on to what you think is wrong with why the Packers can't win the big game anymore. Yeah, before I do that, John, um, I'm going to kind of turn it back to you for just a second. So I just started writing some things down earlier today, and you you kind of struck a chord with me, so to speak. (laughs) Um, So you're talking about energy. Well, that was one of the ones on my list. Uh, Commitment, passion. Oh, good one. Good one. Emotion. Yeah. Where were those? <laughs> so I know. Uh, so I, I'm going to give it back to you for just a second. Do you have anything to add on that? Because I was trying to yeah. think of words that sure. that just sprung to mind. And once you said energy, I'm like, yeah, the Packers kind of didn't have the same energy no. that they had no. against the Vikings the no. week before, and they had right. more on the line. Like where where was that? The fans right. were passionate. The fans had energy. We're committed. We're showing emotion. We're doing it right now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. Um, we're, we're, yeah. Where, where we're is all that? <laughs> you know, from our players, from our coaches. And to listen Ooh. to even LaFleur, he is just so almost stoic and unemotional at times. Yeah. It's like, so- can somebody <laughs> light a fire somewhere? Uh, can somebody yeah. spark that energy? Because you know, they come out of halftime a lot of times and they just lay an egg or they're just yeah. flat. They That's just his can't... job. Right. His job is to motivate his team. Um, Dan Campbell can do it. Yeah. So, oh, so sorry. Me, I, I'm just, no, I'm just me, rambling now, get, but go, go me, for it, John. Um, is there anything else you want to add on that? Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. figured so, I'd mention it. So, yeah. So, anyway, let me just quickly just get into this. So, they were talking to, they always do that stupid halftime talk to the coaches before they send them back to the team. And uh, the reporter asked the LaFleur, so what did you tell your team? And LaFleur was like, well, I told him we got 30 minutes to, to get this and uh, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I get you. What, <laughs> what he should have said was, and this is if I was the coach, by the way, what he should have said was, we're not going to lose this game. I told our team we're going to the playoffs and we're going to make this happen and we'll die trying out there or something to that effect, you know, where you'd be like, whoa, this guy is like 
man, holy crap. Like Dan Campbell one time when he took over <laughs> when he took over the uh, lines, he said, we're going to bite people's kneecaps. And we're going to, you know, everybody's like, what the hell is this guy talking about? Uh-oh. But his point was, is, hey, we're going to punch you, and then we're going to punch you again. And then when you get up, we're going to punch you again. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I can get behind that. A player can get behind that where everybody's – and you saw that from the Lions where they're like, again, like I said, like a bully, don't let, let go of your arm. They were like, you're not going, we're not going, you know? <laughs> Nobody's going, we're going to beat you. And the Packers should have responded like, no, we're going, man. Get out of my way. You need to get out of my way, right? You yep. know, and that's like a bully. You punch him in the mouth. I don't condone that, by the way. <laughs> but if you have a bully, how they back down is you stand up to them. And they did not stand up. So now what you're saying about passion and energy, uh, it, it's more about like being having the courage and, and just having that power within and, and taking that, like I said, to inflict your will on the other guy where there's just nothing left for them to do. And that's, you know, that's not a one word, obviously, but, you know, just that will, just that grit. Let I got it. Grit, right? When you're deep down and you just need to get through the day, whatever you're doing, you just have that grit and you just push through and you make it happen. So that's what I wanted to kind of bring up. So uh, what other points did you bring up with that, uh, you know, talking about other Packer players, obviously, who've been on this team and what their thoughts were. Yeah. So again, uh, back to what the topic was. Yeah, uh, just yeah. a reminder, everybody, to everybody, the Packers uh, cannot win big games anymore. Why? Yeah. Why is that? What are the reasons right. for that? So my my number one reason was the Packers team has a leadership problem. Mm, uh, right. The Packers players need to start by leading by example, a team leader like uh, defensive back, cornerback, safety, Charles Woodson, uh, Packers defensive star from 2006 to 2012, who was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2012 mm. and wouldn't be putting up with all the, the, the crap uh, yeah. Packers fans have been witnessing on the, on the field. Uh, so uh, just listen to this quote from Charles Woodson about team. This is Charles talking. It's bigger than me. If you understand that, you understand that it's bigger than you too. It ain't about one individual. It never is. We can never get done what we want to accomplish with one individual. It's bigger than you, but it ain't bigger than us. So the Packers, mm, you know, really need more teammates like Charles Woodson. The team needs leaders on de offense, defense, and special teams. I'll just leave it at that. That's awesome yeah. quote from him. Yeah. Uh, yep. So the second reason, uh, you know, that we're having some issues there with winning the big game, uh, like John had mentioned earlier, Aaron Rodgers has not played well in big games, especially in in the playoffs at uh, at Lambeau. Uh, Aaron has been consistently in the in the top three quarterbacks all time for QBR um, uh, with a passer rating of over a hundred, um, but his his quarter quarterback rating drops about half 
in the fourth. More than that. Yeah, more than that. Um, so the and then the third reason, uh, you know, that we're not winning the big games again is really poor game management uh, and decision making by, our, by yeah. our head coaches and by our coaches mm. in general. Right. Um, I'm gonna be really non-specific on this, John, and and Packers fans all over the world with what I'm about to say. And okay. all of you who watch Packers football will remember the games and the situations I'm talking about uh, without me telling you exactly what happened. Matt LaFleur needs to watch the weather forecast or check <laughs> the wind speed direction and figure out when to kick a field goal. He yeah. needs to know the maximum distance that Max Mason Crosby uh, can successfully make a kick from in right. pregame warm-ups. Matt LaFleur <laughs> needs to use logic like Spock did on Star Trek hey, like Spock. to make decisions on when to go for it on fourth and one. Matt LaFleur needs to call the correct play on fourth and one and hand it off or throw it to the right playmaker. Maybe even give Rodgers the directive to sneak it immediately before the defense can adjust. Matt LaFleur needs to make, uh, sorry, to take an NFL coaching 101 class on when to throw a challenge Ooh. flag and okay. not lose a timeout. Finally, Matt LaFleur needs to remember that what the identity of his offense is 50 to 50, 55 uh, to maybe 60% run, 40, 45% pass, and stick to that winning formula when calling offensive plays. And yes, if you all noticed, I'm calling out Matt LaFleur. Yeah, you know, that's super funny because I, I think uh, Matt LaFleur is saying this right now to, to uh, Goody tonight. I have people skills. I am good at dealing with people. Can't you understand that? What the hell is wrong with you? Uh, so that's from, off, that's from Office Space. <laughs> I have people skills. That's What's perfect. wrong with you people? Yeah, that's perfect, we, John. <laughs> so, oh, by the way, uh, did you say uh, Spock? Did you say Spock, Andy? Yeah. Okay. Was I wrong? You are a huge nerd. No, you're a huge nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my. We're Sorry, huge Packers nerds. Fans. I'm a sci-fi so... nut, so. <laughs> anyway, so. We're going to talk about um, later here because we're going to do end the show because we have so much and we're so passionate. We're going to blow up here, I think. Um, so one of our topics was going to be, was the tw 2022 season doomed from the start? We're going to do a year-end review, Andy and I. That might be a little bit longer episode, people, but I guarantee you, you'll love it because I think Andy and I, again, remember, we saw the worst football of the 80s, in the 80s. And we don't want to see that again, right, Andy? No, we do not. No. Okay, so we're going to end the show right now because we went. We talked about a lot. We had a lot of passion, and we could talk on for another hour if we wanted to. But we'll in the end of year review, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. One of the things I wanted to say is, too, we want to have, like, a live session 
uh, of when the Packers draft because this draft, I think, Andy, will define the Packers over the next, I think, five years. Maybe I could be wrong. But that being said, Andy, why don't you uh, take us out of here? Okay, John. Uh, we're at uh, double-digit episodes now for Packers Woo! Blitz. Uh, congrats, John, on that. Uh, congrats, it's, Andy. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Uh, and uh, John and I are so very sorry for all of the bad news. Yeah. And for the end to the <laughs> Packers 2022-2023 season, more 2022 than 23. Yeah, we got but, you know, thank you very much, Packer fans. Yes, uh, we still love the Packers, and we really all appreciate the all the love and support that all of you out there gave them this season. Hopefully, the 2023 into 2024 season will bring Packers Nation another Super Bowl. Yes. Uh, don't worry. John and I are looking forward to doing many more episodes of Packers Blitz. Thank you, John. We'll talk Packers football again really soon. Really soon, like I said, we'll do end of year review just really quickly. Please send us some emails because we want to hear from you fans. And the email is packersblitz80 at gmail.com. We're also on YouTube. Again, you don't see our beautiful faces, but hit subscribe, listen to our podcast. And we look forward to doing uh, next week the year end interview. And again, we love you, Packer fans. And Andy, you have a great week, and we'll talk later. You too, John. Take care. Take care, buddy.